Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. Lesson 12 in our Bible study about the life and ministry of Christ is about parables and miracles. Again, two parts. Part one, Jesus begins to teach in parables, and you may find that in Mark 4, verse 1 through 34. Then the second part of our lesson is about Jesus stilling the storm, and that you may find in Mark 4, verse 35 through 41. So we begin with the parables. Jesus begins to teach the parables. Mark 4, verse 1 through 34. Again, Jesus is at the Sea of Galilee and surrounded by a multitude of people, and he is teaching them, and he begins to teach them in parables. What is a parable? Well, a parable is a simple story which illustrates a moral or a spiritual lesson. So Jesus is going to use everyday examples in order to teach a lesson to the people. And a parable is so simple that the common people can understand it. And so Jesus begins to teach the parable of the sower. He says, a sower goes out to sow his seed. Now we need to go back in time to the land of Palestine and to the time in which Jesus was on earth. Then a sower would take his bucket of seed and he would go to his little parcel of land and then with his hands, he would spread that seed. Now, some of that seed would fall on the wayside. That is the path, the hard dirt. And that seed would be picked up by the birds and it would be gone. Then there was seed that fell on the, uh, stony ground. Now, that seed would germinate, would sprout very quickly, and it would begin to grow. But when the sun comes up and the heat, then that plant withers uh, because it has no root 
and it has no ground. Then there is seed that falls amongst the thorns. Well, this farmer has only prepared a small portion of land, and around that land there would be weeds and thistles and thorns. Well, as he is spreading this seed, some of it would have fallen amongst those weeds. And then it may have germinated, it may begin to grow. But as those thorns begin to grow and become big plants, they choke that seed. But he went to sow the seed on his parcel of land, the good ground, the ground which he has prepared, he has plowed it and leveled it. Well, that seed falls in that ground, takes root, and begins to grow. And in eventually, it brings forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some even a hundredfold. We all know that when a plant grows and has fruits, then there are more kernels. And so it was also with the seed that fell on good ground. Now, Jesus' disciples, they ask him if he will explain this parable. And I can imagine that you would also like to know what is Jesus really teaching with this parable? Well, we will also use a simple example uh, to help explain it. Because Jesus says that sower who sows the seed is sowing the seed of God's word. So that is like a minister standing in church preaching the gospel. He is sowing the seed of God's word. And then amongst his hearers, uh, there are many different kinds of hearers. Uh, because that seed that falls on the wayside, well, that is uh, like the seed uh, that comes forth and is immediately taken away by Satan. Oh, then there are some who go to church and when they walk out, you ask them, what was the text? And they don't even know. Uh, because Satan has filled their head and their heart with so many things uh, that he took the seed away. Then the seed that falls on the rocky ground. Uh, that is a seed that we would say germinates quickly. Uh, that is the seed that falls in uh, the heart of a person and that person begins to think, and he says, I will change my life, I will change my ways. But when persecution or difficulties arise, then he forsakes his religion, then it's all gone. Oh, then we have seed that falls amongst the thorns. Well, there are many sitting in church who are busy with many cares and concerns of how their farm will run, how their business will run, maybe health in the family, and all of that chokes the seed of God's word, and it brings forth no fruit. But there is also seed that falls on a well-prepared soil. That is a heart that has been prepared by the Lord. That is one of those broken hearts. 
that is, those poor in spirit that we heard about in the Beatitudes, uh, their hearts are prepared. They have an ear to hear the word, and they have a heart to receive it. And in their life, it will bring forth fruit, fruit to the honor of God. So there we have a clear explanation of the parable of the sower. But then Jesus goes on with another parable describing the kingdom of God. And he says, it is like a man, a farmer who sows the seed. It falls in the ground. But then he can't do anything anymore. That seed lays there and it eventually begins to grow. But the farmer cannot make it grow. He has to wait. He can go every day to look if that seed is growing. And then we see that it begins to grow. Uh, first, the blade sprouting out of the ground. And eventually, the ears begin to develop. And finally, the full fruit, the corn in the ears, is ready for harvest. And then the farmer may again go to his field, and he may harvest that crop. But all he has done is he sowed the seed, and now he may harvest it. But the increase was of God. That is always how dependent we are upon the Lord. But now there is a spiritual lesson here as well, because that seed that is sown is the word of God again. And the preacher is bringing that word, and it falls on the ground. He does not know what type of ground it is, and he cannot make that seed bring forth fruit. But then there will always be seed that brings forth fruit. And then it begins in a small blade. We call those the children in grace. They only know a little bit about the mystery of the kingdom of God. But as they grow in grace and in knowledge of Jesus Christ, oh, then they are ears ripe for the harvest. Then they are bringing forth fruits to the honor of God. And then they also may enter into that kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. But that kingdom of God begins here on earth, and eventually they may enter into the kingdom of heaven. But then Jesus teaches a third parable, and this one is the grain of mustard seed. He says, the kingdom of God is like unto a grain of mustard seed. A mustard seed is so small. It is one of the smallest seeds that you can find. And yet, when it is planted, then it grows and it becomes a big bush. And then Jesus also says, and so is the kingdom of God. It begins a very small, but it will continue to grow. Oh, when we think of the Christian church, how that it began with Jesus, with 12 disciples, then with a 500 then with 3,000, and now the Christian church over the length and over the breadth 
of this earth. It will continue to grow. And so Jesus has begun. Later we will study many more parables. But here Jesus begins to teach with parables. And then he dismisses the people. He sends them home. And that is when we come to lesson, the second part of our lesson about stilling the storm. Because it is the end of the day. Jesus and his disciples are tired. And so Jesus tells his disciples now to go across the Sea of Galilee, to go to a remote place on the other side of the sea. And then the disciples make ready, and Jesus enters the ship. And then we see that Jesus goes to lay down, and he falls asleep in the back of the ship. But then, this Sea of Galilee is also known for its very violent storms. Although it is a small sea, it lies between large cliffs, and as a result, it can have some turbulent storms. And one of these storms now arises, and we see that ship being tossed to and fro, and we see the water just slamming against that ship. And eventually this ship is beginning to fill with water. Oh, the disciples are fearful. They are afraid that their ship will sink. And so they go to Jesus and they say, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And then Jesus first stills the storm. He commands the wind to stop. And the wind obeys him. Ah, there again we see that Jesus also has power over the elements of nature. And so the wind has died down and the sea is calm. But the hearts of those disciples is not calm yet. And then Jesus turns to them and Jesus says, Why were you fearful? Where is your faith? Because Jesus was on board, that ship could not perish. The disciples were so afraid of the water that they didn't look at Jesus. And therefore, Jesus rebukes them and says, Why were you so fearful? I was on the ship, and I will not perish. I have power over all things. And so he reprimands his disciples and he shows them and he shows us that he also has power over nature. But there is a lesson also for you and for me. And that is, if Jesus is on the ship of my life, if Jesus is in my heart, then we do not have to be afraid of the storms that come against us. For Jesus, although he has not promised us a smooth journey, he has promised a safe arrival. Oh, then, that we may seek our refuge in that Jesus who has power also over nature.
Thank you.